Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA Show. You're William Wigman of NBA Shows because portraits of dogs are hilarious. I don't care what anyone says. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. It's been a long time. I took a little bit of a break from you guys. I hope you don't mind. I hope you missed me because I've missed you. It is Monday, July 17th, 2017, and I'm coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn. And as always, it's Joe Borelli. Uh, hi, guys and gals. I, uh, I hope you didn't miss me too much, but I really needed to um, take a break because, yeah, I've basketballed out, man. I think all of you probably are, too. So, you know, over the summer, I'm going to bring you less podcasts than once a week, probably, but I will try and do them as regularly as possible. Also, just so you're aware, over the summer, I'm going to be bringing you podcasts that have nothing to do with basketball. Uh, I have a comedian friend who wants to come on and do a show. I have another artist friend who wants to come on and do a show. Uh, so we'll see if we get all these things together. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and get some shows out for you guys. They probably won't have much to do with basketball, but they'll have to do with a lot of fun and interesting things. In fact, my my wife might even come on and, and do one with me. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so I know I was teasing everyone for a, a few weeks there about how the summer is amazing in New York and like there's so many stories to tell just in the few weeks it's been like two weeks since I've done a podcast all right 17 days since I've done a podcast and in that time you just you see so many crazy things in New York I don't even know where to begin like it was fourth of July we had a party and it was it was fun I had just you know like six friends over and we we cooked out in the backyard and um well that led to a three o'clock in the morning screaming match and near fisticuffs with my downstairs neighbors. Needless to say, it was not my proudest moment, but, uh, you know, you should never insult someone else's wife because you're upset about music. Um, so there was that, um, whatever we've, you know, let it go. It's bygones will be bygones. We were all just having a good time. By the way, if you're ever partying and if someone's partying and annoying you, listen, we deal with this all the time. We live in New York. My wife and I are very, very tolerant. There's only one time that we've ever uh, asked our neighbors to stop partying in the middle of the night. And it was on a Tuesday night when everyone has to work. It was three in the morning. And then everyone had suddenly just congregated in the hallway. And and it was too loud. We needed to get up for work. So, you know, at that point we went and said something, but there was only one time. We're very tolerant of people making noise. We understand that people make parties, you know, have parties and make noise. And most people that live in this building are young people and they're in the hanging out with their friends and it's great. And, and especially if it's on the weekend, nobody says anything. We've been doing our party for, uh, I think three years, four years now. And everyone in the building is always invited, but there's a high turnover rate where we are. So people don't always, you know, come hang out with us. Anyway, um, I guess we were a little bit of a jerk or jerks, but whatever. Who cares? I don't feel bad about it. What I was going to say is if, if people are annoying you and you want to ask them nicely to maybe stop doing what they're doing, you probably shouldn't come at them with an attitude right off the bat and demand after you've only been in the building for three months that uh, they respect you and your wishes. Um, I know this sounds like I'm, you know, the old guy in the building and just being a, a bully and a jerk, but really we tried to accommodate it. Just, you know, it got out of hand. Anyway, no cops were called, no fists were thrown, uh, just a lot of screaming three in the morning and we're, you know, really drunk. So it was fun. Uh, that is one of my stories and I could go into way more detail, but I don't want to bore you guys with it. Um, and gals, it's really kind of shameful on my part. So whatever. 
there was another thing that happened. Speaking of anger and people blowing off steam or blowing up at other people that they don't even know for absolutely no reason. I was at work and I'm walking down the street getting lunch and I see, so around New York, there's these, there are people who do nothing but collect cans. I'm not saying that's not work. That's a lot of work, I'm sure. But they do, they collect cans. They go through garbage bins. They do this in my neighborhood all the time. There's a woman, an older Asian woman was walking around with a granny cart and she had all of these cans and bottles in her granny cart. And some crazy dude who was probably mid to late 40s, maybe early 50s, way too tan because he's been out in the sun because this is obviously his job, uh, just comes screaming at her, grabs... Now, listen, I'm on the I'm on 10th Avenue, and 10th Avenue in New York is a... is a What is it? A three-lane... Basically a three-lane hi- highway, I guess. It's not a highway, but it's, it's a three-lane... It's a large street. It's a one-way large street. The guy grabs her. He, st- he starts screaming out about her he starts screaming at her about she's taking his spot. Uh, this is his corner. And it was like, I was witnessing like, you know, something out of straight out of the seventies where a pimp would be, or two girls would be fighting about their block. Um, and it was, you know, maybe that's not a good analogy, but anyway, he's screaming at her. He's like, you've been taking my stuff. You've been running over here every day. And like, and he grabs her granny cart and chucks it, just chucks it in the middle of the street while oncoming traffic is like coming. I am surprised it didn't hit anyone. I'm surprised no one was injured. I was just, and I'm standing right next to the guy while this is happening. I'm walking by and it's in the middle of a group of people. And we're all just like standing there with our mouths agape and wondering what to do. He didn't actually attack the woman. So nobody jumped in. He was kind of crazy. I would have been really scared to do anything, but I obviously would have. I mean, I think the nice thing about New Yorkers is that like when you see people in danger, people are really willing to help. But it has to be something that, like, you feel that there's imminent danger. You feel like somebody's life is really in in jeopardy or that they're about to take a smackdown. In that case, people would absolutely jump to help you out. Uh, And so I don't think anyone felt that she was really threatened, but he was screaming at her. And she's screaming back. And he grabs her cart and chucks it out in the street. And I can't believe it. I'm like, what am I witnessing? Like, really? It's just cans, man. And I I guess if that's your livelihood, then that makes sense. Um, but can't you just work it out and talk it out? Jeez, man. But anyway, the, the point was, you don't often see somebody grab a granny cart and throw it in the middle of oncoming traffic. It was crazy. That was another story. But listen, um, what would we call it? The piece de la resistance? How do you say this? The creme de la creme? That, all right, the, the cherry on top here. I had to go to court today. Um, and the reason being... The reason is that three years ago, I was riding my bicycle and I, apparently I did come to a full stop, but I stopped and ran through a red light and there was a cop behind me and he pulled me over and gave me a ticket. Well, I've been putting this off for three years because at the time I didn't have any money and I swear to God, the, not that I'm religious, but listen, I swear that the ticket I was given said two points on my license and $250 fine. I've since lost the ticket. I must have lost it last year. I don't, it, it's a really shame because I probably could have gotten out of this ticket had I had it. I went to court and I sat in the courtroom and I, I watched while, I, of course I got there really early and I, I sat there and watched while other people had their hearings and then my hearing comes up and the cop comes up and he explains what happened and it seemed at first, because he was very disorganized, that maybe I was going to get out of this ticket. He's going through his papers and he 
he's kind of haphazardly putting this together. And then he gives his explanation about how I came to a full stop and then proceeded on forward. Uh, and he also said that I said something to him, but he wasn't going to repeat it. And the judge said, okay. And me being fixated. And also, look, here's the thing. Like, I'm sort of a clown. I really try not to be. I try really hard to be, like, straight all the time. Like, not a goofball. But I'm not. I'm, I'm a goofball. I'm a total dork. And I, I like to make fun of my own situation. Um, and I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, like, okay, be straight. Be just straight-laced. Uh, you got to go up there. And you, ha you have got to present yourself like a professional that you are. And you have to play this the right way and there's a chance that maybe you'll get out of this maybe she will because you have a really good driving record and maybe she'll um understand that this was a moment of lapse in judgment okay maybe they'll see favor in your side i don't know really the reason i went is because i didn't want two license two points on my license because i was it said on my ticket that i was operating a motor vehicle and I, therefore i got two points on my license and 250 dollars fine i was like this is crazy i'm fighting this because i was not a motor i was not operating a motor vehicle so I go up and the officer is giving his his thing. And as much as I'm telling myself, don't be a doof, doof, doofus, don't be a dork, don't say anything stupid, don't make light of this situation. First, first and foremost, do not make light of this situation. Um, he says, I can't repeat what he says. And then he gives the rest of his count. And the office, the, the uh, judge then says to me, sorry, um, would you like to ask the officer any questions or do you have any comments to make? And I could not let it go. I was fixated. I was fixated on, wait a minute, this was three years ago. What did I say to this guy? He couldn't say it. I don't remember saying anything like shitty to him. I don't remember swearing at him. I don't, I don't know. Um, I couldn't let it go. So I said, okay, well, officer, I have a question for you. Uh, what exactly did I say to you? And he's like, do you really want me to read it? And she's like, he's like, uh, judge can I say this she's like go ahead he said that I said and after he said it I had full recollection um did I said have a nice fucking day after he gave me the ticket and I'm like okay I literally said yeah that sounds like something I would say <laughs> guess what this did not go in my favor after that um I was just being honest like of course it was I'm like and she's like the judge says to me, she's like, I don't understand. I'm trying to, I'm having a hard time understanding here. Why would you tell a cop have a nice fucking day when you're getting a ticket? I was like, well, first of all, he's already given me the ticket. It's not going to do me any harm, right? Uh, secondly, and you know, I explained that I had been having a, a rough day. I had recently been in, my wife and I were in a fight. I was a little angry, so I was not in the best of moods. I actually apologize to the cop for swearing at him because I'm a nice guy. Um, you know, I could have probably gotten out of this ticket, but because I can't keep my stupid mouth shut uh, and because I laughed a little bit, she did not think it was funny. She kind of came down on me. She she actually did. She uh, there was no points on my license and she gave me the minimum fine. So I ended up paying $200 for riding through a, light, a red light on a bicycle. Yeah, don't do that, guys and gals. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, that's my story. I thought it was a good one. I thought you'd enjoy it. Don't be a goofball in court. Don't be a clown. Um, and maybe, just maybe, you will get away with your uh, tickets breaking law. I probably wouldn't have got away with it anyway. It's fine. The funny thing is, though, is that I couldn't remember what exactly had transpired. Uh, I can't. Re I couldn't remember whether or not I actually ran through the red light because I'm not one to just blow through a red light. I would normally stop or at least come to a rolling stop. Very, you know, 
I don't, I value my life and I don't want to die. Um, the funny thing about the whole thing is that, you know, he came and said that I actually made a full stop at the light. And I really thought that was going to let, you know, she was going to let me go. I could have made the case that, you know, I came to a full stop, looked both ways and decided that because there was absolutely no traffic on this street, that much I remember that, okay, it was, I deemed it was fine to go. Yes, I'm still breaking the law, but at least I stopped and a lot of people wouldn't do that. I think the silly thing about this is, um, and the reason I probably, I couldn't remember exactly what happened or if I actually had stopped completely or not is because he could have, the police officer really could have busted me for for riding under the influence. I was a little bit tipsy that evening because I was angry and hopped on my bike and rode away. Uh, I had already been drinking and just took my bike out for a ride. I was like, screw it. Actually, I was going to a movie. Um, anyway, I didn't make it to the movie. I got, I, after that, I just went home. Um, but listen, I'm not condoning riding your bicycle while intoxicated. That's really dumb. Don't, you shouldn't do it. Um, and shame on me. But listen, I'm here to tell the story and I hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, everybody, uh, Guy from Riding the Pine podcast is going to come up and come on shortly. And we're going to talk about Summer League and some of the crazy things that have happened around the league while I've been taking a break. And after these messages, we'll be right back. Today's sponsor of the Superflight podcast is Draft Daily Fantasy app. If you play Daily Fantasy, you should be playing on Draft because your chances of winning are nearly three times better than they are on FanDuel or DraftKings. I'm not kidding. The data backs it up. Almost 90% of players lose on DraftKings, and on FanDuel, over 40% of the money goes to just 1% of the players. If you're not a pro and you're not spending hours a day on fantasy lineups, Draft gives you the best odds at winning. On Draft Daily Fantasy app, you do a simple snake draft, just like at the beginning of your season-long fantasy league. You can do as many drafts as often and whenever you want. They last for just one day, and they take only minutes to complete. So download Draft now. Just search Draft in the App Store, and be sure to enter the promo code ALMIGHTY100 when you download to get a 100% bonus up to $600 when you deposit. Again, search Draft in the App Store, and be sure to enter the promo code ALMIGHTY100. That's A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y-100 to get a 100% bonus up to $600 when you deposit. Okay. Now back to the show. I didn't have your, um, what do you call it? Your, your thing. Armed. Microphone. Yeah, whatever. I didn't, I didn't have it ready. Sorry, my bad. That's like the third time in a row I've done this now. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> how's my audio? You sound like a handsome gentleman. Oh my God. No one's ever said that to me today before. <laughs> just today just today yeah yeah how are you my friend i'm good i'm good okay. um playing catch up at work yeah because i did take eight days off eight yeah you took eight days good god well i guess well including the weekend but i usually kind of tend to work some weekends oh. um and yeah it was probably not the most opportune time for me to take days off but i did i did it for the culture for the ballers <laughs> for my podcast crew and just to see like what the fuck it is because I've never been to it. I don't I really, I didn't really understand it when I got there even. Yeah. But then Saturday night rolled in and it was like the craziest thing sold out arena and everything. And it was just like, all right, I'm in it. I'm in it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Speaking of in it, we're already recording. So welcome to the super flight. My friend. Yo, yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm going to take my pants off. Oh, all right. Good. I've already got, I've already got my shirt off, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're 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 doing well. Hey, uh, why don't you <laughs> why don't you tell everybody about your podcast and where they can find you quick? Yeah, well, I guess before my podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Guy, um, aka Ashwin, which is my real name. Um, or so, you can call me G so, or Miss. Go ahead. So Guy is really the aka in this situation, right? I know that's right, but uh, <laughs> I'm throwing you for a fast one right now. I guess yeah, that's good. Yeah. So. Um, and a little bit about me, born and raised in Minnesota, and I'm in Seattle now. And these days, um, looking for work, I came to Seattle as an architect, and the city is booming. So my day trade is an architect, but by night, my five to nine is podcast extraordinaire. And um, I really wanted you to say I'm Batman, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, it's code for Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got you. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll cut out all okay. this dead air. Don't worry. Actually, I won't. <laughs> I just like to say I'll cut it out so it makes you feel more comfortable, but I'm leaving all this shit in. Anyway. Well, I would have been, been more comfortable saying Batman if it was like still Christian Bale, but it's Ben Affleck. And oh, I was yeah. like, I've seen you like chasing Amy, and I've seen you in Mallrats. <laughs> I don't want you to be my Batman, you know? Those were his two best films. Those two of his That's best. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you're, so anyways, you're, no, go ahead. You're so you're an architect. That's crazy. So is my wife. Well, she's actually, she's a consultant. She's trained as an architect, yeah. but she's uh yeah, she works a lot. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> yeah, but I, <laughs> I space it out evenly with you know, mind-numbing basketball facts and stats and back fats and backtracks, and it's a lot of fun to kind of. Think about the game more so than just me watching it. And um, I found some fellow podcasters that are interested in basketball this, to the same, if not more, um, degree that I am here in Seattle, where we don't have an NBA team. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we are Tim we are Timberwolves fans first and foremost, but we actually became because of this podcast NBA fans, like globally, worldwide, international ball balls, all good. Um, we're big fans of the Croatian basketball league. Really? No. <laughs> but we nice. have talked about it for an episode. <laughs> That's good. I will definitely not check that one out. Yeah. <laughs> so our podcast is called Ride in the Pine, and you can find it uh, you know, below the Superflight podcast. Um, oh. Way, way, way below. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Listen, it's no just like a general, it's a general podcast. It's kind of like a light, comedic, you know, take on the league because i am not a zach you know zach Lowe or he my co-host is not a you know nate duncan or anything so we just talk about the culture the hip-hop the hairstyles or lack thereof we talk about the jerseys the fashion you know the sunglasses but we also talk about the games and see how they really the storylines of the nba can take place and unfold over our very eyes it's a lot of fun and we've been doing it for about a full season. We started with the coaches episode. Like, what? What? We started in the off season last year with the coaches episode. That's cool. But uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And um, well, um, enough about me. I. <laughs> but I do want to say that we joined the Almighty Baller Network pretty yes. recently. Yes. And did. I just thought it would be pretty fantastic to kind of pay it forward, or you know, do right by all of you by going to summer league i had no anticipation or no aspiration to really go but then um within our podcast we have decided to kind of 
branch out to the community, to the local peoples, the hoods, right? Yeah. Of Seattle, you know, all the hoods. The hoods. And um, we've 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 uh, established like a crew of like 30, 40 people that hang out every week, um, watching basketball together, and it's been a lot of fun. It took a little bit of effort, but it was a lot. It's been a lot of fun. We had the finals on every game, the playoffs every game, All Star Saturday. We do all those things. Um, usually on Thursdays where there's like a TNT doubleheader. Anyways, there's two people that joined, um, and they are also from Seattle, of course, but they were former NBA scouts. And these guys go to Summer League every year. So it just so happened that they were going, of course. Almighty Baller was going, and it just seemed like, what a cool idea to go try this out, see if this has any sort of spark in terms of what I would like to do or continue doing. And, I mean, it came true, man. Like, it was such a great time. And I really hope that next year, you know, without really spoiling it all for you right now, but I really hope that you can spend at least a weekend or so next year. Because um, I think I'm going to go next year, but not for the same duration that I did last this year. Yeah, I, I keep hearing that, like, it's a real rookie move. Listen, I've never been. <laughs> but I keep hearing the rookie move is to stay way longer than you should. I think you're supposed to go, like, two or three days and get out. Um Oh staying God. for how many were you were there seven or eight days that's insane I yeah don't... don't tell my mom but i was there from <laughs> yeah full eight days um, wait so you're 13 days. and she had to sign a, a school release thing for you to go yeah. is that okay 16 but i uh matured when okay. i was pretty young that's fair that's fair uh no take listen take me through it a little bit i'm really curious because i for me there's no way i could fly out from new york on a weekend i don't make that much money I, it's yeah. just not possible. I couldn't. I just don't have that much time, and I, I might try and do it next year. But I have very specific vacation times in my line sure. of work, and I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't really just take off whenever I want. Uh, it doesn't work that way in in what I do, which I'm not going to talk about what I do. But it's related it's to the arts, so, um, so I can't really just say I'm going to go and take like an extended weekend. I have to. I, it's either a weekend, like just, you know, I leave Friday night and come back Sunday, or I have to do it in August. And since I'm going to Greece this year, I thought that was more important, more important than uh It is. It is more league. important. Yeah. My it wife thinks important. so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with all of that. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, though, like you could watch all of this as of this year on ESPN, ESPN, the Ocho or whatever, because they're hosting these games now. There's a lot more ESPN saturation in this NBA you know, realm. So it's great that they have for the first time broadcasting all of the games that are there and available. And so even if you weren't able to, you know, partake live, which is the intent of all of this, you can still see the games. I have right. to be honest with you. The games were not that interesting to me. It was like the, the last thing that I paid attention to. It was walking around the, the people that are in the same arena, in the same space, in the same, you know, 200 foot vicinity of me. Yeah. Um, because you'll never see that again because this is the one time in the year where they all get together and they all are in the same war room being like, I'll trade this player for your, you know, your wallet and I'll trade this player and this future consideration for cash or for a player. And, it's live. You can see it. You can see the tension around the the games. And in addition to all that, all of these players are playing for their freaking lives, right? So oh, yeah. They're playing for a paycheck. They're playing for a place to stay and live. And so there's a lot of energy. And um, 
first night, Saturday, I, I skipped out on Friday, which I think was opening day, because I got in kind of late. I didn't want to go. I didn't justify. I couldn't justify like the thirty or whatever dollars it was for one game. I probably should have gone though. It was a, it was a pretty good game. Uh, so I went Saturday. But Saturday was sold out. So now we're talking about summer league selling out, which yeah, is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's the Lonzo Ball media frenzy, right? Oh, and I'm eating it all up, man. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. It's the best thing that happened in the NBA since Lonzo Ball was like, you know, in the end. Yes, he, <laughs> he hasn't even touched. He hasn't touched the floor yet, but it's so ridiculous. It's crazy. You know what? I, man, he looks like he's going to be really good, too. He's going to be pretty good. He's going to be pretty special, and I love it. And um, By the I just way, want the, another storyline in the, the NBA. You know? the, championship, the Super League championship is happening right now as we're speaking. Um, oh, yeah. And it is the sure. Lakers and the uh, the Portland Trailblazers, I guess. But yeah. Lonzo is not playing because he, he pulled a hamstring, or not a hamstring, a calf muscle, I guess. He's straining a calf muscle. But, man, he's looked really Hammy impressive. Cammies. Yeah. yeah, he's looked really good. I think he was actually named the Summer League MVP. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Saturday rolled around, and I was, you know, out of luck because I didn't have a ticket. I was thinking I could buy tickets at the arena. I spend the $250 to go Ooh. for Saturday only, and it was well worth it. I have to justify it. I have to go to sleep at night thinking that it was justified, but... um. I got to see the Zach Lowe's. I got to see the DSJs. I got to, you know, bump fists with DSJ. I got to say hi to Shams Sharnia. And um, it all culminated into Saturday night, the main event, which was the Boston Celtics versus the Lakers. Alonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, I guess Kyle Kuzma, and everything. And it was like this <laughs> remarkable game. Yeah. Vanderblue? Vanderblue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanderblue. I love him. Um, it was just an electric atmosphere. You know, the Lakers are so bad these days, and so that's why the Lakers fans are, the Lakers, Lakers faithful are showing out because it's just, you know, a small little drive from, you know, L.A. Right. If they were good, they probably wouldn't have. You know, they've only had Kobe and Magic for the last 30 years, so um, they're bad, right? And so there's this, like, this hope of Lonzo Ball, and he did not disappoint. Even in his first game, even if when he shot like two for whatever, he looked really good. And um, I want to say it was two for eleven for some reason. Sounds about right. Yeah, right? yeah, maybe two. For, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't two matter. Two for something. Well, and go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, I just want to really just kind of conclude the Saturday event was was saying like the atmosphere of the arena was electric. It was intense. Everyone was screaming. People behind me were saying, Lakers are coming, Lakers are in the playoffs, 45 wins, guaranteed. <laughs> and I just love it because, you know, hearts are going to break. Yeah. And um, I live that every year as a Timberwolves fan, right? Oh, yeah. I've gone through rebuilds of rebuilds of rebuilds, and I've seen my star player punch a wall or pretend to punch a wall and say, oh, I'm hurt for 25 months. And, um, you know, I've seen... Ricky Rubio is being, you know, in trade rumors every year. And so it's like there's been no solidified, you know, momentum for my team. And the Lakers have only had success. So it's been nice to see them kind of see this. But at the same time, the the NBA is the best when the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks are really good, right? So right. Um, I'm really excited about Lonzo Ball because it's another storyline. And I don't have to hear about the LeBrons. And as much as I love Steph Curry, I don't necessarily need to hear about it anymore. Um well, don't worry. You'll just, you'll get sick of hearing about Lonzo real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's, I've 
It's I've already muted it on my you know my Reddit feed, so yeah. no worries. Wait, tell me about this Reddit feed. I don't even know how to use Reddit. Seriously, I I'm not kidding when I tell you this. I'm I'm so, <laughs> I don't get Reddit. I don't understand can, it at all. You can uh, you can parse your feed through and say anything that has the word Lonzo in it is just now muted. It doesn't show up on your browser. And maybe after we record, maybe I can show you that trick. But um, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, Reddit's phenomenal. It's like a community, right? It's a community of mouth breathers, and um, it's just a lot of fun. And you know, there was the ESPN forums a long time ago. There's all these communities that are out there specifically for teams. But Reddit is like this general base of if it's not on Twitter, it's on Reddit. If it's on Reddit, it's also on Twitter, and you can kind of build conversations or communities through that. I don't know. I, I enjoy it a lot. But um, I'm talking a lot. But basically, <laughs> Summer League was fantastic. It's Saturday fun. happened. And it basically you know, justified my whole reason for being there. I got to see some of our podcasters. You, know, you got to you know, see the John Walls and the LeBron James show up for their teams or show up for Lonzo Ball or whatever it was. And you get to see Andrew Wiggins taking pictures with their fans. Sam Hinkie shaved his head and had this little, you know, you know, disguise but you know someone from big house caught him and he had to show up you know it was really fun that's awesome um drinking with the podcasters um that's i i really for me like i've been trying to watch some of the games online uh through reddit um <laughs> oh yeah and like i haven't watched that many to be honest with you because the basketball is just freaking terrible i can't get past it it's it's, it's really awful. it's hard it's, really it's hard to watch i'm just like you know what we're at the end of the season i mean the season's over like everything that mattered has been played for the draft was amazing it was a lot of fun and honestly to see these guys come in and show show up the way they have listen this this draft class already has impressed the hell out of me and i think most people it seems like yeah. there is just so much depth and so much talent coming in this year I'm I mean excited to see that, but I can also catch everything they're doing on highlights and not have to watch these abysmal games. So like, <laughs> oh, I mean, dude, I fell asleep at games. Like, yeah. I'm, I've never like gone to an arena. You and, and like, Ty Lue not... and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you doing it. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta yeah. you know blend in. Yeah, exactly. So... You want to get that NBA job, man? You just gotta start sleeping in the bleachers. That's that's, that's how it works. Yeah, I met I you know I met some amazing people, and I can't continue. I can't wait to continue this ride, really, this roller coaster. And um, well, yeah. the games are the games happened, but like the games were a snooze fest. You could see the players trying to do way too much just to earn their spot, and they're getting cut left and right. It's kind of funny. At the same time, you feel for them, um, but then you see the crop rising, right? Even though it's yeah. a summer league, you can see a few players really doing their work. Like, Jason Tatum looks legit. I thought he was going to be a Michael Beasley, but he might look more like a Kevin Durant than, well, than I thought. Well, let's, let's, let's state right here real quick. This is just Summer League. And, yes, it's no, been an exciting Summer Hall League. Hall of Fame and... tam- talent is amongst us. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not just jump ahead of ourselves too much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just Summer League. It's awesome to see these guys show up the way they have. It's been really exciting, and there's been a lot yeah, of energy. Well, but it's yeah. just Summer League. They haven't played against any real pros yet who are, like, grown-ass men and are going to, like, knock them into the middle of the next week, you know? Just All right. Give, give it well, a minute. I, I, I agree with you. I and love the hype. Don't gotta, get me wrong. you gotta ride. You got to ride that enthusiasm in the arena because it gives you that extra boost of, I will pay attention to you today. Yeah. But um, That's fair. They are, they are mostly all bad. Um, and you know the rosters extensions to like 16 or 17 players now, so there's more there's more incentive to play really well here. But then you see like late lottery picks like Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, and you see picks picks like uh, 
Josh, Josh Jackson looks phenomenal, even though it's summer league, right? That's the excuse. Right. When is it not going to be excuse? Like he <laughs> might be really good in the NBA. Yeah. And you know maybe we'll say, oh, it's just ten games, or oh, it's just his rookie season. But well, this no, looks phenomenal. But, but yeah. honestly, I think the thing about well, come on, listen. The th- <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's be fair here. The thing about saying it's just summer league is they're playing with guys who are going to be destined for the D league and never get any yeah. further than that. They're <laughs> they're playing with guys who are straight out of college. They're not playing against professionals yet. And that's, sure. you know, which is fair. I mean, it's, you know, they're still playing with guys who are going to be great, too. You know, it looks like there's going to be a bunch of great guys in this draft. It looks like there's a bunch of second-year players who might take that next step. I don't know. It's 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 fun for sure, but it's not. I mean, they're running very limited plays. It's a very scaled-down <laughs> offensive system. And it's it's terrible basketball. It's just, yeah. you just wa- like, we just watched a really exciting, well, a semi-exciting finals when you watch a Golden State Warriors team that is probably the best offensive team ever it's the machine yeah right and then you go right from that to watching summer league it's really hard to watch i i've had a i've had a hard time doing it i and especially for me as a sixers fan once markel fultz went out that was it i was like ah i'm good yeah i don't really need to watch it i've I've, honestly i've tuned into view i tuned in a few times to watch lonzo he looks good. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it because I hate the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the Lakers. I love no, everybody. I hate the Lakers. I, <laughs> it's a fun thing to do. It's uh, a fun thing to hate, right? It, it really is. is. You need that enemy. They should be happy oh, yeah. that they're the enemy, you know? But, I, I mean, I'm not a huge Lakers fan, but I am a big NBA fan. And, listen, you're absolutely right. When the Lakers are doing well, when Boston's doing well, it's much better for the league. It's just, I think so. These are your historic teams. These are the teams yeah. that people have – grown up watching and watched competing and, and winning championships. And they, you know, if you have that fan base built in already, I think you're in a good spot. Uh, you could say the same thing about New York, but eh, um, not so much. <laughs> well, I mean, just on the note on the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma is coming out of nowhere and like uh, Portland, Caleb Swanigan completely overlooked and he's coming out. He's showing out it's summer league. And I have to always end my sentences with that. But it's a lot of excitement um, coming into training camp, coming into spring training, or um, you know, training camp and yeah. uh, what is it called, preseason and everything. Preseason, so there you go. Which I think you they're have, shortening now, right? They are, yeah. I think they're starting the season uh, mid October, and so like right around uh, World Series, as opposed to the end of the World Series. So that's an interesting time, I think, preseason, I and uh, yeah, I love it too, man. Um, Late as, September as opposed to early October. So as burnout yeah. as I am on this season already, or oh, not I'm, already, yeah. I'm like exhausted from <laughs> like, from doing this. As burnout as I am, I still can't wait for the new season to start. I'm like, oh, there's all this. I mean, that's what sports are all about. It's the idea of hope. They're like, yeah. Even if your life sucks and everything, and your life is shitty, you you can still pin your hopes on your team maybe being good. It's something. That's right. That's um, what I've been doing for the past 14 years. <laughs> oh, you come know, on. I gotta say, I was so burnt out. I was, you know podcast the research the energy you put into oh, just yeah. what you do on the side and also watching the games i was done yeah and then summer league came out and i was like i'm really hyped summer league happened i couldn't stand watching another you know ball being bounced <laughs> and here i am Podcasting watching the again. season to start right now i know it's crazy yeah well yeah. i was i really wanted to hear about like 
meeting the guys because like all right so you and i are both in this network now we're in we're in the almighty baller network and like i've talked to a lot of the guys uh i've had a bunch of them on as guests and they're all really smart very knowledgeable people and really enjoy love the game and then and you especially are a really smart fun person to have on and (laughs) uh i don't get to talk to architects every day my wife excluded um so it's it's always a pleasure to like talk to you guys and like you know making these connections like we all have this great thing in common that like we come everyone doing this comes from this really diverse backgrounds we all like i'm an artist i have a master's degree in fine art i'm a sculptor right and a musician and i'm i'm doing a basketball podcast and it's (laughs) we instantly have that in common it's it's really fun it's great there's so much to talk about um so i was just interested in like I wanted to hear your stories about like who you met, who you hung out with, who you got drunk with. Did you do any of that, by the way? Did, are there any stories in Vegas that need to stay there? No, I can I can talk about it all because I have no filter. But um... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the welcome yeah. to the podcasting world, my friend. Yeah, and um, no, I got I got a few stories. I think the best part of it all was I was I was. Um, in summer league with two two friends from Seattle and they are very reserved people so they kept me at bay and they kept me humble in the in the realms of just to watch the ball do not waste your money do not lose $2000 in your first two days oh but that happened and then um Did you really? I made it all back in my last day. Don't worry about it. Hey, you're a gambler, eh? Yeah. Uh, not I me. Is. But I, I would have no problem in Vegas. I do not gamble. I can't do it. I'm just I, yeah. Well, yeah, I had all these am- I had all these ideas of like playing in poker tournaments and uh, <laughs> doing doing craps and all that stuff, and I just stuck with blackjack. And your money goes like that in blackjack, so I'm sure I I was pretty pissed off at that idea. But anyways, I was really not I wouldn't say blessed, but I was very fortunate to have these two people on my side. You know, here's summer league. They are former NBA scouts, so they were shaking hands with the R.C. Bufords. They were shaking hands with the Scott Laydens and the, you know, not the Thibodeaux, but, like, coaches of the NBA. They were staying at the same hotel as Steve Kerr because they know where he stays. He stays in the same place every time. They know, awesome. where, they know where the players play, uh, I mean, stay, as well as play poker and play blackjack. And I got to hang out with Kendrick Perkins Did at the Bellagio. Really? I got to hang out with uh, James Johnson, who was, you know, showing out for Miami. Um, I was standing in the same buffet line as him, and I got to see him with his kids and his wife, or what I think is his wife. And um, <laughs> okay, so then I'm just saying hi. I don't like the idea of let's have a conversation. Let me take a picture with you. Let me put you in an awkward position. I just want to, you know, basically just say hi or dab, and then you know, good luck in your next season kind of thing. So I didn't really get to interact much more than see them in their environment or out of their cage, right? Right. And um, you never see that anywhere else other than Summer League. Maybe All-Star, you know, weekend, but they've kind of um, changed All-Star weekend every year to the point where now this year um, all of the trade deadline uh, hoop, like, you know, Lollapalooza crap is now before All-Star Sunday or All-Star weekend. So all that happens before All-Star weekend Meaning, All-Star Weekend used to be, you know, this hodgepodge of everything, and now it's probably just going to be the All-Star Weekend, right? Um, you'll know where people are going to be after the, the de- before All-Star. So this is the only time, right, where all these players are here shuffling, trying to find a job. You know Kendrick Parkins is trying to find a job in the NBA. He's not just here just to hang out. Right. Um, 
And so that's what's kind of neat about all of this. And you can say a few words to him and say, you know, I wished him luck as opposed to saying you're going down in the fourth, you know. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, that would not be an advisable thing to say to Perk. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You could see like when John Wall came into the arena of a really small like pavilion even um, there was security around him. But then he would just hang out after the game before like, during halftime. You know, you know, dabbing with friends, with uh, fans, signing autographs, signing basketballs, and whatever other paraphernalia was handed out. Um, you get to, you know, um, shoot hoops with a couple players every now and then. You can, you can stand in autograph lines. But the most important thing is that you're in this environment with. I'm saying this already, but you're see, you're seeing the Steve Kerr walk in and out of a building. You're seeing the passcode of a general manager in front of you logging on his phone, and um, it's hilarious, right? Like all of this stuff is really exciting, electric, but also just kind of you're in the space and like I saw Nick Van Axel on the sidelines. I saw Bobby Jackson with uh, David Adelman and David Adelman is, you know, the son of Rick Adelman. Rick Adelman coached Bobby Jackson. You're like, there's the connection, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, OK, awesome. and they're sitting and they're sitting right next to me. Right, right. Is that wild? Like. <laughs> I don't know. They're a fan of the game, but they're really just there. And then you're seeing the agents, the talent, the um, you know, the promoters um, sitting next to you. And then the people that are trying to get a job in the NBA, and they're hustling. They're like on the phones, trying to get deals, trying to get you know a tryout time. It's not just the NBA summer league. It's like this huge thing of these lives are on the line. And then not only that, but there's an international tournament happening at the same time. And this international tournament is a bunch of players that are may not may not even get into or invited into the summer league, um, part of the rosters or anything. They're in part of this tournament that might have them become a team of a Croatian league or a Australian league. Or it's phenomenal, right? Yeah. And so, man, I was just seeing all of this live, this live energy, and then on top of that, meeting people that I've never met but know about, meeting people, drinking with, um, you know, Axemen and. Uh, the people from Big House and uh, which must have been fun. The King's Court and um, yeah, it was phenomenal. We had we had to keep pushing back um, this little you know Almighty Baller get together because of you know Chris is kind of hustling right now, but um, he's doing a lot for us apparently. Yeah, and so we kind of have to go on the spur of the moment kind of times. But he was you know super electric as well, and he's a super nice guy. But he's he's really um, he's doing the nines for us and is for himself as well. And you could see it in his eyes, like he's ready for this. Like, um, and so that energy kind of sparked more passion and more interest in continuing this, right? So nice, nice. I don't, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> it yeah, sounds I'm, like I'm, I missed I, a I, lot. I, I it might, sounds, you, go ahead. Yeah, and, yeah, I'm not trying to ramble. I'm not trying to just talk no, your no. ear off. I really would hope that next year the, we can you know meet up there and. Even if it's just for a weekend, um, I'm de- yeah. I was definitely a novice a pr- uh, even before a rookie. I was just like, you know, foaming at the mouth. I got to be there for the whole thing. I had initially set my whole two weeks off for this thing, and I'm wow. glad I only did the one. Um, yeah, two weeks would have been a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's I don't cool. have the I mean, money either. Yeah, no, it's money's money's tight. Money's hard to come by. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't. I, all right, give me your impression of some of the some of the players. Like, you want to talk about Lonzo? You want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, some. Of, I think some Smith of the players. Jr. Go ahead. I think some of the players. Um, 
like they're not joking about this being a very deep class um I think they say it every year, and then you can kind of see things fizzle out, or it's top heavy, and then there's might be a diamond in the rough, there might be a dream on green, or you know what I mean. So right, um, you look for that in every draft class, but this year there's kind of like a top fifteen, top sixteen. They're all kind of serviceable role players. I don't know if there's going to be like a superstar outside of maybe like a Dennis Smith Jr. or Alonzo. I think Fultz looks really good, but I saw him limited. Um, and I saw him, I think, hobbling early, and I think then he fell on top of, uh, I think, a teammate, um, yeah, Timofei Luwalu or whatever. TLC and then he got, hurt his... Yeah, they both got taken out on the same play. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, TLC, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and I know that, you know, I'm I'm in Seattle, so I know Fultz because he's from Washington, mm-hmm. and I've seen him against Alonzo Ball when he was they, when they were playing here. And, you know, Fultz looks like a legit talent, like uh, Damian Lillard type, Kyle Lowry type player it's pretty nice i'm really excited for that but you can only project and compare you don't know how he's going to play and from last season and the summer league he's been kind of injury prone so i just hope that you know through all this time he's really strengthening his body um dennis smith jr he looks really good too i think he's super physical and he has this like eric bledsoe style like aggressiveness to him um before Eric Bledsoe went to Phoenix, you know, Eric Bledsoe looked really good at, in the Clippers. Yeah. Um, Lonzo looks like Rubio with a jump shot and faster than Rubio. And Rubio is my bay. He's my favorite player. Um, so I'm really excited for Lonzo. And, um, you know, what else can really be said about him? He's really showed up for the Summer League, and I'm, gra- I'm glad that that happened. Um, you know, some other maybe other unsung players are like Donovan Mitchell looks legit as fuck for yeah. Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, John I mean, Collins, can, go ahead. Talk about that for one second, right? Like, they just lose. Uh, oh my god, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, thank you. They just lose Gordon Hayward, and it looks like uh, Dante Exum probably not going to be anything. He didn't really show that well in the summer league, right? I mean, he did it okay, but he's in he did his, okay. He's in his third, fourth year now. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and then Donovan Mitchell comes out of nowhere. That could be so good for them. Yeah, Louisville players are really strong and mentally tough, and so I'm really glad that you know Utah looked at him, and I think teams are going to regret passing on him because he looks like Lillard, CJ McCollum already, yeah. and he looks small, and I kind of feel for Rubio because he might be usurped by Mitchell early in the season. You know, he might be the starting point guard or uh, two guard pretty early, and they have Rodney Hood, they have all these players, Alec Burks or whatever they have still, but. I think Mitchell is their future, and I'm really excited for Utah for that. Um, Josh Jackson looks like Sean Marion. Like, literally, (laughs) he plays with so much intensity, and he's super aggressive on defense, and he can kind of shoot the three. Which which um, everyone expected out of him to begin with, right? Like, that that was his calling card coming in, and I don't think that's a surprise. And his shot is still wonky as hell, but yeah. He looks like he's – That's I think the Suns did such a great job of getting him. I know. I was really excited. It's like a perfect fit. Like perfect fit. Yeah, and um, I'm excited for them, but they're going to be bad, right? And, oh, they're like, going to the be Lakers are going to be yeah. really bad, and <laughs> Dallas, Orlando's. These are going to be really bad uh, teams, but they have some hope. And the funny Miami, thing is, uh, like with you know, with all this talent coming in, all these guys are like super athletic, and they can all do something that's really exciting. <laughs> if, if they can get right. minutes in the NBA, like this upcoming season. Almost every team in the league right now has somebody that's worth watching. Almost every yeah. team in the league, you're going to want to tune in at least for a few games and say, man, these guys, I have to watch this. These guys are so compelling. 
Um, Dare I say go. Sacramento is must-watch TV. I have you know, no idea why I would say that. I have no idea either. Summer, but... League con- Summer League convinced me that they look like a legit building team. Yeah. Like they are. I was... All these young players, they picked really well. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of people that are just bursting, wanting time. They're going to be very competitive within themselves. And, you know, it's Fox. It's Scalabissier. It's, you know, who I was on last time. Yeah. Buddy Heald. Yeah. They have a team of players that want a ball, and um, they're, they're I think they're going to be this year's uh, like Jazz. Like everybody was on the bandwagon for the Jazz last year, but you know they were projecting a way higher ceiling. But I think this year sure. everyone's going to be the Kings. Like and great, it's good for them, man. Like I yeah. think, and I said it at, right off the bat, they hit the ball out of the park with this draft. Yeah, they gave up. They could have had Malik Monk, but whatever, man. Like they got whatever. two really good draft picks out of it. I don't fault them for that at all. I think they did an amazing job in this offseason. And for, yeah. com- considering they lost their pick to the Sixers because of that really dumb trade. And, and there's there. It looks like they're going to like maybe turn this thing around. I think a lot of, a lot of that had to do with getting rid of boogie, but man, they could be in a really exciting young team. And I, I'm definitely going to have to tune in to watch them at least a few games this year, but you were saying I think you have to, Oh yeah. You have no, to. I'm just, I was just going to repeat what you were going to say. Like Scalapistier looks like a second year player. He looks like he's been, groomed in the nba for mm-hmm. a season so he looked very polished he's built now he's built a lot of mass on his body because he looked like a stick right um last year and like um brandon ingram same thing he looks legit not just a stick um but like other picks that came out like john collins and uh, jordan bell how did that happen oh chicago, we all know how that happened it was chicago, chicago is just uh <laughs> crap franchise i got to sit next to gar foreman and i had really? a chicago friend in my pocket saying things to say to him and i was like should i should i should i did you say anything i whispered <laughs> what, what what was the whisper can i can you bring me into the inner circle a little bit fire fire gar packs <laughs> get out you of literally town. said that while you were sitting next to him uh well sitting maybe two rows behind him okay. yeah well oh. and, I, and i whispered it was a soft whisper oh like i see a, i see yeah, I mean, you don't want to make any waves while you're there, right? Like, no, if this no. is anything you ever aspire to be, like, involved in with around at all anyway in the future, yeah. you don't really want to make waves. You don't want to get yourself uh, ejected from Summer League. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've, I've already said this, too. Jordan Bell looks remarkable. He looks like uh, they could replace JaVale McGee with him, and he could he could even start, I think. Hmm. But it's Summer League, you know, you got to say that. So yeah, yeah. maybe he'll have, he'll have his shit pushed in, but still, he gets to... <laughs> He gets he gets to be amongst greatness, and so he gets to learn how to be great before anyone else learns how to be great. So it's going to be really exciting for him. I didn't get to see Malik Monk at all. I think he didn't play at all in summer league. But nah, he was. I'm really yeah. I'm pretty excited for him. And um, well, you know, I could give you a huge list, but I'll kind of sum it up there. Um, you know, Jonah Bolden for Philadelphia looked great. Um, I really liked him at rather, and then um, you know, I, some random. Some random three-point specialists were great, like Justin Jackson for Sacramento looked nice, and uh, um, who was it? Uh, who was it? it? Doesn't matter, you know. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah, but there was a lot of good young talent. That's cool. I did, I think the atmosphere, the hearing about that, and seeing all the the celebs, the NBA celebs. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna, I might try and make it out next year. I honestly, for me, it's more about just like meeting the guys in the network and hanging out and like. Uh, yeah. I'm always down to make new friends. Don't ask me why. It's not like I'm short on friends. I guess I'm just that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, man. Like maybe next year, maybe next year we can all hang out and get wasted. <laughs> yeah. Well, change that maybe to a, a definitely. definitely. Yeah. So well, we'll just see. for a weekend, man, just come out for, a I'm going to just do a weekend myself next year. And, um, I think you know, it's, I, yeah, I, I gushed about it when I got home and I called my, you know, podcast uh, friends the second I got home and they're on board for next year as well. So I think it'll be a great time. That's awesome. I, I think it's, it's the start of something, right? This is the first year that we're all doing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. big things. Good things are coming. At mm-hmm. least that's what I keep telling myself. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if like we should even get into anything else. What are you going to do for the summer? What's what's your plans for the off season? Yeah, so... Because um, this is the off-season. I totally don't give a shit about <laughs> basketball right now. I'm just like... Yeah, this, this weekend is the WNBA All-Star Game held in Seattle, so I'm going to that. Oh, yeah? Um, you are a junkie, I, man. I'm I'm something. Um, <laughs> I think there's a big three playoff uh, event happening in Seattle as well, so we're going to that. Um, cool. That group of 30 that I've, you know, I'm calling my posse, we'll say. Um we play ball occasionally on Saturdays or weekends, um, and we're going to do some off-season preview podcasts. We're going to do some hip hop and basketball um, collaboration. We're going to we have a, a movies and like Airbuds and Space Jams and nice. talk about those movies just because the the content will get a little dry come August, and we're going to have some plan big plans for you guys while that happens while that's happening um and then we're gonna i guess run through all the teams we're gonna go by division we're gonna kind of rank teams by division and um we'll see what happens there but um other things maybe like try to do the social media thing a little bit more like i hate it i don't like doing it i'm not a great promoter on twitter self-promoter twitter instagram whatever the crap it is you me both buddy Um, i'm i'm the worst at twitter i'm so bad at it yeah like embarrassingly so, but hey, whatever. And I think more, you know, not cross pollination. That's a little weird, but um, more, you know, podcasts with you and other people on the network, and just have a good time with all of this. Because really, it's it's for us to have a good time doing. Otherwise, why are we doing it? And, yeah, exactly. Um, so just reconfirming that with all my all my aspirations in this. And um, what about you? What are your plans for the whatever this year is? Year three, year four? Well, how many? How how long have you been doing podcasting? Uh, this is year two. So, Ooh. yeah, not much longer than you guys. Uh, Great. Yeah. I started out with a partner and um, yeah, now I'm on my own. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just enjoying the summer. I'm enjoying the sun and I love summer. So, by the way, I know you you are a lot of people like my stories in the beginning. So you should definitely go back and listen to the beginning of this one. You'll hear some funny stuff. I did. I listened to it already. What? The beginning of this podcast? It's not even out yet. Oh, Shez. I mean, the one that you recorded with uh, <laughs> Dave DeForce. Oh, yeah. Well, no, but yeah. Yeah, well, if you've already listened to this one, you're amazing. I don't know how you did it, but <laughs> stop Sorry. spying on me, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, you should check it out. It's fun. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, just talking about general things like life. And uh, yeah, I also have similar things planned for the summer. I'm not going to be doing one every week. It's just too much to get through during the summer. I don't want you to. You yeah, know? good. Thank you. Keep it fresh for yourself too. Like, uh, do it when you want to do it, rather than just like, we're not on a schedule anymore. You know. So. Yeah, that's true. Let's not talk about yeah. that right now. Maybe off no. the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, man. Yeah, like maybe we should wrap it up because I, think, you know, I should go to bed so I can go to work in the morning. But, um, yeah. yeah. Thank you again for coming on, Gee. Hey and, Joe, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, plug your stuff real quick one more time, and we'll get out of here. 
<clears throat> All right, so my podcast is Riding the Pine. You can find us, I guess, on Twitter uh, at under uh, Riding underscore the Pine, um, R I D I N. We gangsta like that. Um, <laughs> you can co- you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Gidota. Um, I used to be a, an, a, an aspiring video game enthusiast, uh, and I'm no longer that. So my my Twitter handle might change to like GNBA or something. Anyways, wait, what's um, Dota? Dota is a video game. That's all. Oh, it's a that. it's a very competitive video game. Actually, what's happening in September is a thirty million dollar tournament for this video game. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later, but yeah, this is like an eSport. It's very, very much alive, and it's overfunded to the nth degree, but it's exciting, and these 16-year-old kids get to play for a chunk of $30 million. That's crazy. Are you going to get it in on crazy. it? Are you going to play? I'm going to watch them play. <laughs> <laughs> Retired? Okay, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, thank you again for coming on. I'm going to hey, man. Thank hit you so pause. Much for Hang on for one second. I'll talk to you a little bit after this. Oh, sure. Well, there you go, everybody. Keep from riding the pine. Check out that podcast. It's a lot of fun. This guy's pretty funny. And uh, I'll see you guys either next week or the following, but uh, we'll talk. Bye-bye.